This evening, we're going to jump in. Uh, the title tonight is A Return Out of the Very Beginning of the Book of Ezra. And it says there in Ezra chapter 1 and verse 3, it says, Who is there among you of all his people? His God be with him, and let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and build the house of the Lord, God of Israel. He is the God which is in Jerusalem. Tonight, I just want to uh, ask you a simple question just to start the whole thing out. It's this. Have you been away from God? And, and maybe you say, no, I haven't. And praise the Lord for that. That's wonderful. Uh, if you have, it is a time to return. Maybe you realize you've never had quite the relationship that, you've, that you should have had in the first place. I say tonight, it is a time to be there. It's a time to begin that. 2020 was the year of vision. Remember that? Remember that in, 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 uh, in January? It was the year of, of vision. And we all, we all wanted to see better in 2020. Right. You remember, you know, these things, I have never purchased a pair of these things in my entire life. Never. But I thought for tonight, it'd be a good idea just to kind of be in the spirit of of what we were talking about. tonight. And I'm realizing right now it's really difficult to look down and to look, look up. The, the holes are very small. But so this may have been not a great idea, but it's funny, right? The 2020 glasses, I've got three of them. And, and Leah said this was the best pair to wear. She said I look really good in them. Your, your thoughts? Your thought? No? A little bit? Okay, I hear laughter. Okay. Thanks, JB. Is that JB over there laughing at me? <laughs> All right. Uh, but 2020, it was the year of vision, right? Uh, a lot of churches, even across the country, made it their, their New Year's theme uh, to have 2020 vision and to be, be able to move forward for God. And, uh, you know, you, you, we all, all wanted to take steps forward in our lives for God. And, and the question is, hey, how did that go? How did that go in 20, 2020 has been a little difficult. Um, 2020 has been different. Did you all have 2020 New Year's resolutions? Right. We, we got our 2020 glasses and we're all set. January is, is running through. We're excited about 2020. Uh, 2020 is that time for improving ourselves and, and, and starting new habits or correcting habits. Uh, have you ever heard of that 21 day habit thing? Y'all, anybody uh, nod a little bit? Some of you have the 21. You know where that started? It's really kind of a false idea, but let me let me give it to you. Uh, the 21 day theory was first introduced by a, a man named Maxwell Maltz, and he really didn't even uh, lay this idea out concretely. But he was a plastic surgeon in the 1950s. He discovered that a patient who had, for example, a face operation would need 21 days to get used to themselves again to seeing themselves in the mirror and, and it would take that long and he would just encourage his patients, hey, just be patient and wait. And, and, and he noticed that it was about 21 days where, where these people were, would begin to feel comfortable within themselves again and, and with their new face. All right. And that's kind of almost humorous, but, uh, but a difficult thing nonetheless for those people. And really, people took that then and they and they said, hey, you know, we can create new habits, you know, because of what Maxwell uh, Maltz has stated and, and, and that kind of a thing. We can we can use that idea and say, hey, we're going to start this idea that it's going to it's going to be a 21 day habit changer. Right. And, and now, you know, we've all thought this idea that if we can just keep doing something the right way for 21 days in a row, we'll just do it automatically. Has anybody ever tried that? I have. 
Has anybody ever failed at that? Yeah, I have. <laughs> uh, but some, hey, sometimes it, if it works for you, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. So anyway, this idea was introduced, and we think about good habits, right? We think about things like, like uh, you know, eating right and exercising and, you know, even like table manners and, and, and hygiene and, and, and getting enough sleep and these different things. We think about some spiritual uh, uh, good habits, reading your Bible and, and being in church when the doors are open and being a witness and helping the needy and, and, and just having a right heart for Jesus Christ. Uh, and, and so we think, and, and, and we, we're talking about January, and we're thinking about January as this time for comebacks, right? Well, 2020 did not happen the way that, uh, even if you had your, your 2020 resolution, you know, you were going through January, maybe you started your resolution sometime in the middle of January. I don't know what happened here in, in Virginia in February, but, you know, in California, things were already a little bit on edge in February, uh, and by the time March happened, I think everybody in our country was just kind of, you know, just grabbing for straws. You know, uh, is there is there water in the supermarket? You know, those types of things. Uh, and, and I just have wondered, you know, maybe some of these resolutions, if they were going to happen, they just didn't. Right. Uh, and January, uh, not January, but, uh, you know, things happen in February and March. And all of a sudden we had the the covid diet or the. Or the, uh, uh, you know, the diet of, of just being at home all of the time on the couch. That's the diet that we had. Um, but uh, uh, so we see this idea of, of, of all these habits that may have happened and may, may not have happened. And then this idea of, of a comeback. And I think that we're all in, in store. I think we're all ready for that. Uh, and, and, and you think about your own life and I think about my life and we think about this this year. Uh, and, uh, you know, I've even heard people, I've seen memes on the Internet and things like that. Like, let's just finish this year. Let's just get through it. Um, but we see the idea of a, of a comeback. And, I, and I've got a quick video for you. Uh, and, it's, and it's not real deep. Okay? It's a sports illustration. You know, I, I like sports illustrations every once in a while. Uh, but it's a sports illustration. It just drives the idea of what a comeback is. Okay? And if it's a sports illustration, most likely it's going to be Steelers if I'm talking. Okay? Just to let you know for the future. Okay? Uh, but this is a, it's, it's a game, and it's just real quick. I'm going to give you a minute video. I cut it down for time. Uh, and it's Steelers at Jaguars on November 18th, 2018. It's the very, very end of the third quarter, and Steelers are down 0-16, to 16, okay? So not a, not a tremendously crazy score, but the end of the third quarter, 0-16. to 16. That's fun, right? Three seconds left in the whole game, and they finally pull it out. That is a comeback, okay? Maybe not, you know, it wasn't 50 to nothing. It was 16 to nothing, okay, and at the end of the third quarter. But three seconds left, and... And Big Ben just reaches his hands across. They had to, you know, take it into review and, and, and see if he actually crossed the line when, when his knees touched the ground and all that kind of thing. But, but it, it went ahead, and, and they had that comeback. Um, and, and we can look at other comebacks. We can look at comebacks, you know, let's, we can get a little bit more spiritual speak, speaking here. Paul's missionary journeys. We think about missionary journeys number three and number four. Uh, you know, after missionary journey number, number two, he ended up in jail. Uh, and he was there in jail, and... Jail is not a fun time, and, and you end up, you know, you go through an experience like that, and you're, you, you know, you may get discouraged, and you may get, uh, you know, uh, like you don't want to move forward in doing something else after that. But that was not Paul. Paul had, you know, the comeback of the season, right? He went ahead, and he had missionary journey number three and missionary journey number four after that. You think about Peter. Uh, Peter was the foot-in-the-mouth kind of guy, right? Uh, and, uh, and, you know, Right near the end of Jesus' life there, Peter was not with Jesus, and, and Peter denies Christ three times in a row. Okay? But then he has his comeback, right? He preaches Pentecost, and he's a, he's a, a force 
for Jesus Christ with the rest of his life. Uh, you even see David. David sinned with Bathsheba. David could have just let it all go and, and wallowed in misery and, and, his, and, and, and the fact that he had that terrible sin in his life. And he didn't. He didn't. He kept going and kept, kept living for God. And you think about even maybe something more current. We think about Community Baptist Church, right? Uh, Pastor, Pastor Mike and the people of Community Baptist Church, we had coffee mugs, number one, coffee mug number two, number three, number four, number five, number six. Uh, and, and, you know, I've heard the, the history here at CBC. I've, I've heard of the campaigns, right? In 98 and 99, we had possessed the land. 2000 and 2001, we had laid the foundation. 03, 04, build the house. 2009 was finish the space. 2012 was open the doors. 2017 and 18 was moving up. And then 2020, we just had our, our 25th celebration, our still forward celebration. Uh, but each step, each step of the way, there was sacrifice. There was struggle. There was God's proving of Pastor Mike and the people who were here and committed to stay, to keep going, to reach the community surrounding Community Baptist. Uh, it, this was all just celebrated. We had a great 25th celebration this last weekend, uh, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It was awesome. Uh, but, but Community Baptist... You didn't rest on your laurels. Uh, and actually, I, I thought of that phrase. I had to look up that word. This little side note, laurels. I had no idea what that was. But that's that little, that crown right here that they wear, uh, you know, Greece, you know, Grecian kind of thing and, and the leaves or whatever. And, and it's what they get when, they, when they're victorious over something. Uh, but, but community, you didn't rest on your laurels. You didn't say, okay, we're, fi- we're, we're there. We made it. Uh, no, you, you, continually deco- you continually came back and you continually had comebacks. Uh, and I believe that, that we're in store for continually coming back uh, here at, at Community Baptist. And we've had a, a rough 2020, but I think that Community Baptist is on track for comeback number seven, number eight, whatever we're, we're on. And I think we're ready to go for that. And I'm excited about what Community Baptist is going to be doing next. You decided to come back. I, uh, I, I believe that CBC is in the, midst of, in the midst of that comeback again. And the question for us tonight individually speaking, is are we or are you individually part of it? Talking about the church, talking about corporately, but personally, are you part of it? Point number one, let's, let's jump back and let's go back to Ezra. Let's talk about these things. Let's talk about Judah's comeback. Judah's comeback. So let's jump in tonight. We're going to talk about the history of it all. Uh, and the book of uh, Ezra really lays out a big comeback story for Judah. Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 10. Let's start there. Uh, and just hit a verse there real quick, two verses. But Ju- Jeremiah 29.10, it starts and it gives a foretelling of God's saving of Judah from its captivity. It says this in Jeremiah 29.10, For thus saith the Lord, that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you, in causing you to return to this place. Verse 11, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Isn't that awesome? I love verse 11. It says, uh, uh, for I know the thoughts I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace. God has thoughts of peace toward us even today. He, he wants us to have peace. He has, he has thoughts of peace for us today. It says in Second Chronicles chapter 36, verse 22, it says, Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord spoken by the mouth of Jeremiah might be accomplished, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and put it also into writing, saying, verse 23, Thus saith Cyrus, king of Persia, All the kingdoms of the earth hath the Lord God of heaven given me. 
and he hath charged me to build him an house in Jerusalem, which is Judah. Who is there among you of all his people? The Lord, his God, would be with him and let him go up. And then finally, we get to where we're talking about tonight, uh, the, the very beginning of the book of Ezra. And as we read this, you'll notice a similarity from the end of that uh, chapter in Chronicles to this here. And, and some would even say that maybe uh, Ezra wrote the Chronicles uh, because of the similarity. But let's take a look at it. It's Ezra chapter one, verse one. It says, now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and put it also in writing, saying, verse 2, Thus saith Cyrus, king of Persia, The Lord God of heaven hath given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he hath charged me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is Judah. So we see here a lot of evidence for the return of a Jewish nation to Judah. And, and we see these things. And if we look through the book of Ezra, we see really three different, uh, three different returns. Uh, we see the, the first uh, in, in Ezra chapter 1 through 6 uh, under Zerubbabel uh, and Shezbazar, his, his Persian name there. And, and we see that uh, there was a lot of people, almost 50,000 people that came back. Uh, at, uh, under under the leadership of Zerubbabel, uh, and then the second uh, return under Ezra. Uh, the first one was in 538 BC. The second one there in 450, 458 BC under Ezra, where another couple of thousand came back, and then a third one then under Nehemiah, where a few more came back with Nehemiah there. And and we see these different returns. And Zerubbabel, again, he led uh, uh, almost 50,000 Jews back to Judah there. Ezra then leads a smaller portion of about 2,000. Nehemiah uh, along a little bit later uh, with a smaller portion there uh, as well. Uh, And and we see then Zerubbabel's greatest achievement as as he's returning, as he's bringing the bulk of the remnant back uh, and and, uh, begins that reconstruction of the temple. Ezra, if you would look to Ezra, Ezra's great greatest achievement was, was to return the whole of the, re, uh, the rest of that piece of the remnant, remnant in a, really a relationship and a worship of God uh, and to adorn the temple with gold and precious items that were returned with him by Cyrus. And so really we see Ezra's return was one of uh, a spiritual return. And then uh, thirdly, we see Nehemiah's greatest achievement there was the organization and the reconstruction of the surrounding wall of Jerusalem. And I thought about this, and, and maybe you've thought about this before as well. You know, we have the order of building back. We have the order of it, and it's uh, number one, the temple, number two, the spiritual walk, and then number three, the walls. And sometimes, you know, I, I thought, hey, you know, why was it the temple and then the walls? You know, you think you're putting what's precious in the middle, uh, and then, you know, on the outside you're putting there what's supposed to be protecting what's in the middle. You would think, hey, let's let's put the surround uh, uh, surrounding barrier there to protect us, and then we can just take our time and, and build what's inside and and build that up and do what we want with it, uh, and and have that there to protect us. That's not how it went, though. Uh, it was the temple, uh, and then the walls. Um, and the answer is this: as much as we believe that the church here in South Riding is not the church building, and it is not. It's absolutely absolutely not the church is the people inside the building. Okay, We have the name Community Baptist Church on the outside of the building. It's written right there. And there may be a lot of people that are unfamiliar with our church or, or our God that would drive by and say, hey, that's that building right there. That, that building is called Community Baptist Church. That's not true. That, that name on the outside of our building, it says Community Baptist Church right outside the front here. That name right there does not describe the building. That name describes who comes here. Right. And we know that. Right. The people that come inside this building, we are called Community Baptist Church. 
and, and that's how, how we identify ourselves. Uh, and, and we are we are a church, and we come and we meet inside of this building at 43100 Center Street in South Riding. Um, but God really, what he wanted to do with the Jewish uh, people there was he wanted to provide a place of worship. When we come here on Sundays, when we come here on Sunday nights and Wednesdays and different days of the week, we associate coming together with 43100 Center Street, right? We're not going to go and just automatically meet at some random park, um, you know, next Sunday. You know, we're not even going to, we don't announce it. We're not just going to end up at some random park and all just meet there. No, we're coming to this building. We're coming here because this is the place that is in our minds that we come together and we worship God together in this place. Uh, And so we see what God has done here uh, in, in this return is that he said, hey, you know what? Let me let me place the temple there first. Because the people need a place to visit with me. The people need a place to worship me. Uh, And so the temple is first, before the walls. Because it doesn't matter if we've got something to protect, uh, you know, what's in the middle, unless they're worshiping me first. Uh, So we see that the temple is built first. And then Ezra comes and and directs and and helps in the worship and in the the structure of of how to, uh, uh, of bringing back a worship to God. And meeting with him. And then we see the walls were later built by Nehemiah. Uh, and this is really a picture of the restoration of the relationships horizontally. Uh, but first, the relationship that needed to be restored first was that vertical relationship with God. Okay. So we, we see this history that has taken place. And so we, we see this comeback uh, in Judah uh, from Babylon. Point number two. Let's just talk right uh, about it uh, right here. Let's talk about your comeback and my comeback, the possibility of uh, coming back for us. And so the question we, we stated earlier and the question I'll state again is who in here tonight is willing to let a comeback happen again in your life? Who in here is willing to let that happen? You say, hey, I'm already doing that. Well, praise God. All right. That's wonderful. Keep going. Keep going. Um, you're sitting at home tonight. Maybe you're watching online. Who sitting at home online tonight uh, is willing to let God have his place in your life again? God gives a simple option to the Jewish nation. Most did not follow. Uh, Cyrus says, and our text is Ezra chapter 1 and verse 3, but Cyrus says, Who is there among you of all his people? His God be with him and let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and build the house of the Lord God of Israel. He is the God which is in Jerusalem. God gives that option. God gives that option. He's given that option to us every single day of our lives, whether we're going to, to be close to him or not be close to him. Right? It's that James 4, 8 principle. Draw an eye to, him, to God and he'll draw an eye to you. Um, and, and so we see uh, that God gives the option. And we, we know that a remnant uh, came back from Babylon and, and came back to, to Judah, came back to Jerusalem. <clears throat> so we see tonight, you know, we're talking about your comeback. 2020 was that year of vision, uh, that year of taking steps toward uh, in your life for God. Uh, and and how, many, how many of us in this room and sitting at home maybe had a few steps backward? In March, April, May, June, maybe even up until October 11th. How many of us have taken steps backwards? Can I, can I be honest with you? Me. Yeah. I mean, we, we got to a point in February, March, April, and, and you know, we were right in the middle of, of this whole pandemic and everything that was going on. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, the, the physical boundaries of, of not being able to go out and, and not being able to be part of, of a church community, physically speaking, uh, that was all going on. And, uh, you know, 
our church there in California, and praise God for technology, but, and, and, I, and I know that you all did it here as well, uh, began to do the services online, and, and the technology was in place, and people worked hard for that. But, but in California, we started pre-recording our services through the week, and then on Sunday morning, it's coffee and pajamas in front of the TV. And man, I felt that. I felt that. I don't know if you felt that, but I felt that. Um, and, and, and it was kind of a neat thing for a little bit for me. And I kind of, you know, kind of thought, wow, okay, you know, I'm, I'm at church right now, but I wasn't. Uh, and, and, and that's maybe the thinking of maybe even some people even still today uh, <clears throat> who may be still at home and watching church. Hey, I'm at church right now, but you're not. You know what's amazing, though? It's amazing that God loves us uh, just as much, you know, before our downfall, before our sin, as he does right in the middle of our sin, okay? And, and, and he loves us just as much in whatever part of struggle we have in our lives, and he loves us just as much uh, in whatever part of trial we're going through in our lives as he did before, as he did in the middle of it, as he, did the, as he does afterward. God loves us with an ultimate love. And so the question that we have again tonight is this, who in here tonight, and in person here and, on, and online at home, uh, is willing to let God be back in the rightful position that he may have had once in your life? That's the question. Let me give you two answers, okay? Uh, one of the answers is, is that it will be a person who knows God and recognizes a time when God had proven himself to you in the past. <clears throat> Think about David, right? David went up against the Goliath. But you know what? God had already proven himself to David. David had already conquered the lion. He had conquered uh, the bear. All right. And, and he had protected his flocks. Uh, and, and so he knew that he had God's protection in his life uh, moving forward there. And you think about in your life. Do you have protection in your life from God? Yeah, you do. I, I bet each one of us could get up here and give some sort of testimony. Some of us would speak longer than others. I know that. All right. Uh, but each one of us could come up tonight and give testimony of something, even in 2020, I bet, of something that God has done in your life to protect you and to keep you and to bring you through something. And maybe you're in the midst of something right now, but maybe, and, and, and you should know then also that God is protecting you through the, through the trial, through, through the problem, okay? So we see that it's, it's going to be a person excuse me, that, that, that God, uh, that knows God and recognizes the time when God has proven himself in your life. And then the second thing is that, that it's going to be a person who will simply just get up and go. A, a person who will simply just get up and decide, I'm going to build. I'm going to do it. Someone who will get up and do the work, not be lazy. Someone who will volunteer. Someone who, who, who will not need persuading to do right. Uh, when there's an opportunity for Christ, this person is going to be right there, ready to go, ready to do it. And we see these different people uh, in our lives. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I've even seen projects, even just in the last couple of, of weeks and months, um, you know, of, of seeing people that have just, even in this church, that have just gotten up and, and done the work and, uh, and we're happy to do it. Uh, even just a couple of weeks ago, I, I know that Leah, she loves the Gaga pit out there. 
It's awesome. I, I don't really understand it fully yet. I actually talked to somebody today and kind of learned about, about what it is and how to play the game. But it's an outdoor game. And, uh, and so, but, but it was kind of becoming in disrepair. And uh, I came in one day and I looked outside and it was completely gone. <laughs> and uh, and pastor said, yep, I took it out yesterday. And I said, what did you take it out for? Leah loves it. <laughs> uh, but I, I learned, uh, you know, that it, that it needed some repair, needed some help. And then a few, within a week, I think even before the next Sunday service, uh, there, there was a brand new Gaga pit out there. And I, I don't know exactly who all was involved, but I know that there were some people here. There were some men here that came out and decided, hey, I'm going to get that done. I'm going to come out and I'm just going to go to work and make it happen. Uh, another one. We, we had uh, our, uh, our, our mulch day just a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month, month and a half. I don't know when it, when it, how long ago, ago it was now, but not too long ago. And, and you know, we had some people come out and just decide, hey, I'm going to work today. And it was not not easy. All right. Can I can I complain? No, I won't complain. Uh, but uh, and, and I will say there was there was even one person and I'll leave this person unnamed because his wife will probably be upset at him. But went all the way to the top of, of, of a ladder and cleaned out a gutter over here. And it was amazing. And, uh, and and we were all scared for him. But he did it very successfully, got back down, cleared out the, the problem there. Uh, but it was accomplished and it was amazing. It was good. Um, but uh, so we see these things that, that happen uh, and, and we ask ourselves, uh, well, why do some, you know, you think about the, the people there in Babylon, think about people t- today. Why do some stay in a place of disobedience? Why? Why would we stay in a place? It's the same reason for why we sit on the couch and we don't get up. <laughs> it's laziness. It's a compliance with the current situation. Uh, there's an idea of apathy. Uh, it's an okay, It's a, an idea to be okay with the status quo. And so we see this idea of, of disobedience. Um, but you think about what it means to get up and go. But it's someone who is willing to help even if it's not convenient for them. Even if, if it's not convenient for them. So we see this idea of your comeback. And, and we see it's going to be, uh, who, who in here tonight is, is going to be uh, willing to let God in his, in his rightful place. It's going to be someone who knows God and recognizes the time when God has proven himself in your life. And then number two, a person who's just ready to get up and do it. Get up and work. And then number three, number three tonight, we ask ourselves a question. The question is, what about 2020? And, and you know, probably pastor could, could put that point at the end of every single message that he ever preaches ever again, right? <laughs> or at least this year. What about 2020? We have all the memes and all the funny jokes that we say about, we just want to get out of this year and we just want to move on and, and, and get out of 2020 because it's been a di- difficult year and we're just blaming it on those numbers, 2020. Um, and we just think if we get out of 2020, we're going we're gonna to get past it. Uh, but what about 2020? Uh, it's November. No, it's not. It's, it's October. We're still in October, right? Yeah. <laughs> I literally wrote on my page, it's November. <laughs> uh, January is resolution time. It's coming. But the question is, we, hey, or the statement is, we really don't have to wait until January. We don't. Uh, what was 2020 for you? I asked myself, what was 2020 for me? There was, I have had some failures in 2020. I have, and, and, and I ask, you know, you, you think about your own life and your own 2020. Uh, when you think about this year, did you put yourself in your own capa- uh, captivity, spiritually speaking? Let me say that again. Okay. You think about 2020. I think about myself in 2020. Uh, the, 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 the Jewish people, they put themselves into captivity. It was, their, it was their own sin that put them into captivity. Think about yourself in 2020 or yourself even in the last weeks and months. Have you put yourself in your own spiritual captivity? 
Did the limitations that were put on us physically speaking hinder your spiritual walk? Maybe it was easy to blame those physical limitations, but probably it's not right to do that. Probably we should still be able to have a vibrant walk with Christ in spite of what happens around us. Let me give you a, a personal note. My daughter, she's upstairs. She's in, in, the, in the group upstairs. My daughter is very susceptible to this virus. She is. She just, she just is. She, she's had uh, pneumonia, double pneumonia. We've been in the hospital several times in her lifetime. It's been a long time since that has taken place. Praise the Lord. Okay? Uh, but with her background, with her prematurity and all that, uh, she's susceptible. She just is. Uh, but, and, and I don't say this to boast, but I just say this to hopefully be an encouragement. Uh, we've been in church every single time since the doors have been open in 2020. We have. We've been here. Uh, and you say, yeah, but you're, you're a pastor. You know, you're, that's your job. You're supposed to do that. My friends, I have all of the same doubts and fears that all of you have. All of you sitting at home. Same doubts and fears. And you know what? Leah's upstairs upstairs. Uh, when we when we finish up tonight, I'm not going to take Leah around to every single person in the room and and have her give handshakes and hugs. Just not. <laughs> um, but but we're here and I believe that we can be here. I believe that we can be here. The point is that it can be done. How many times are we going to put more faith in our seatbelt than in our God? Let me explain. I wouldn't drive down the road without a seatbelt. Okay, that, that's for my safety. And, uh, you know, if we, if we turn that the other way around, you say, bless God, I'm not going to put my seatbelt on because I'm just going to trust him for my life. And then you don't wear your seatbelt, right? No, put your seatbelt on. <laughs> but if we think about it in a real way and a little bit deeper, you really have to put more, more trust in your God than you do in anything physically speaking. Yeah, that seatbelt's there for your safety. But hopefully you're trusting your God more than your seatbelt. God is more powerful than a seatbelt. So trust in your God. Trust in your God. Um, so use those precautions. Use them, uh, but trust in your God. Trust in your God. Uh, is there a chance that I could get sick at some point in the future? Yeah, absolutely. I have been living my life with precautions in place uh, and also trust in the all-powerful, almighty God. And up until now, he has protected me and my family. So I want you to ask yourself tonight, maybe you're sitting at home tonight. I want you to ask yourself, is there a way for you to be in church this coming week? Is there a way for you to be in church this coming week? Have you thought through ways that it might be possible let me just get real practical. There's a phone number. It's 703-327-0204. That's the church's phone number. Have you called, sitting at home, I'm just talking to you tonight right now. Have you called the church office, the church number, and said, hey, I really want to be there, but I'm nervous. Okay? I, 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 I want to know about what precautions are in place. Maybe you, you, you've not heard or you've not, you've not seen or maybe time has gone by. We, you know, we laid those things out in, a number of months ago about what we were doing here about, at, at Community Baptist as far as precautions and things like that. Uh, but maybe, maybe you just need to take that step. Uh, call, call us on, on uh, this coming week. Call that number and say, hey, I want to be there, but let me talk to you about what precautions are in place. Uh, 
Maybe you need to do that. Have you reached, to, reached out to Pastor, Pastor Mike or myself? I'll tell you one thing. There's, there's, one, there's one little idea that I have in my mind uh, about uh, uh, something that, pe- that uh, you know, people could do and, and come to church uh, in a place that you could be here in the building and you could be here and you could com- be completely social distanced from, from everybody. And, and, but you could be here. Uh, and I'm not going to tell everybody right now because I know you're all going to go right to that spot as soon as I tell you. <laughs> um, but I have an idea. So I, sitting at home, if you, if you want to be here and, and you're thinking about it and God has impressed upon your heart that it's important for you to be in church, give us a call. Give us a contact and we can talk to you about that uh, and, and being here. Let me, let me uh, give you real quick uh, what happened to those Jews who didn't leave Babylon. What happened to those Jews that didn't leave Babylon? Well, there were certain situations that they were there, but, but also they got lazy, right? They got comfortable. They got apathetic. They, they thought they knew better. Uh, if you look at the timeline, you see that the first return happened under Zerubbabel. And then between that and when, uh, not Nehemiah, when uh, Ezra brought that second group back, uh, there was the book of Esther. And, and all of the things that took place in Esther and uh, and, and all these things that, that happened, those people that, were, that, that stayed and that didn't come back almost came, uh, uh, became a victim to complete genocide uh, if it weren't for Queen Esther, uh, Hadassah there, there uh, under, under her role and under their, the, uh, the leadership there. Uh, they almost came victim to complete genocide. Let me say this. Uh, I remember sitting on, on the couch watching church in March, June, breakfast, all that kind of thing. It felt good. It felt good. For a short time. But listen, this is, this, is, this is the idea. God has a plan for his people. God has a plan for me. God's got a plan for you. And really, it's not to find a new hobby on Sunday morning. That's not the idea. We don't want to go out and find a new hobby on Sunday. Bike riding or, or hiking or whatever. Uh, you know, and I have ha- found that new hobby. It doesn't look like it, really. But, uh, you know, we've had a great time. My, my family, uh, Chris and Leah and I, we, we've had some good bike rides in the last couple of months. It's been fun. I'll tell you that. Uh, but God's plan for me is not to be bike riding, on Sunday, bike riding on Sunday morning. I know that God's plan for me and my family is to be here in church. Uh, it's to be here in church. Matthew 18:20 says this. It says, for where two or three are gathered together in my, in my name, there I am in the midst of them. It's good to be with fellow believers. It just is. Uh, and it's good to be under uh, the, the physical preaching of the word of God. Hebrews 10:25. we know that verse, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. The idea of forsaking is also the idea of abandoning. If you need to be away from church for a season, you know, you've got a trip, maybe even overseas. Hey, you know, whatever, whatever you need to do. Okay, Absolutely. But if you've got if you've got this idea of, of forsaking, of abandoning, and it has become a new lifestyle for you to not be in church, that's where we run into problems. That's where we run, run into a, a, a sin. Uh, not forsaking is the same as not abandoning the assembling of, of Christians. We want to be together. We want to be together. So tonight, let me let me say this. What am I trying to communicate? God is absolutely always, forever and ever, loving. And he's always and absolutely forever and ever loving when somebody returns. And so when and if somebody returns, uh, God's people should also be absolutely 100% loving. It's not, it's not time for us to say, oh, you've been gone for so long. You know, what you been up to? You know, that kind of thing. That, that may not put, put that person in the right kind of mindset, the right kind of place. We're absolutely loving when somebody returns. 
Uh, Ezra, Zerubbabel, Nehemiah, they led that remnant of the Jews back to Judah, back to Jerusalem, back to the temple, back to serving God, back to worship, back to a place that God wanted them to be. And we are in a place now in 2020 where we have had a coming back. Community Baptist Church, we have had a coming back. Praise God, right? I think, I think that Zerubbabel's crowd is here. I think that probably many of Ezra's crowd is here. But, but then I also think that there's maybe, uh, maybe part of Ezra's crowd, maybe part of uh, a Nehemiah's group that may be still outside, uh, just hopefully coming back. Hopefully coming back. They've not yet arrived at the place where, that, that, that they were before, uh, the place that God had blessed them. And you say, yeah, uh, you know, this, this is a direct correlation to physically speaking to where we are physically. We're in this building right now. We're listening to preaching but you're sitting here here tonight you're in this room you know this all applies to us as well this all applies to us as well this idea of coming back this idea of of, of the story of Zerubbabel Ezra Nehemiah a story that can be applied to all of this all of us we got comfortable at home we got comfortable in our hearts of just letting things happen around us our theme here is that we are to know Christ iron sharpeneth iron in, in Proverbs but then to make him known to make him known. Yeah, the offering plate accomplishes this task, uh, or, or the offering boxes, I guess, that we have now, accomplishes this task through the missionaries that we have. That's uber important. It's super important to be able to support missionaries, to be able to send our, our, our money to them, to be able to help them to reach the world with the gospel. Um, but, but what also helps us, what also helps to shape us and stretch us and grow us is getting out of our own comfort zone. Uh, by being salt and light, we are a speck. We are a speck in eternity. But wouldn't it be great if we could experience seeing someone's eternity, seeing someone's destiny change from from hell to heaven? Uh, We've all experienced enough separation in 2020. Tonight, let's make an effort to impact people toward eternal community, eternal community, eternal comfort, eternal eternity with God, without fear, without separation, without tears. I think that we need to have a, a burden for the people in Chantilly and the people of South Riding and Stone Ridge and Manassas and, and Aldi and Centerville and all these surrounding areas. And so I ask you this as well tonight. Will you dare to win? I talked about that a little bit with our teenagers this morning. I dare you. I dare you. Double dog dare you. To take it further. You hand out a track that's wonderful. Do I have one? No. <laughs> uh, you hand out a track that's wonderful. You hand out a true life card that's wonderful. I dare you. Hey, try and take that next step. Just see what happens. Invite them to church. Maybe that's the next step for you. Maybe share with them a Bible verse. That's maybe the next step. That's wonderful. Maybe trying to go all the way through the gospel plan. Maybe that's the next step. That's a big step. But maybe that's your next step. That would be wonderful That was your, if that was your next step. And listen, God will bless you. God will bless you. And, and sometimes you'll, you'll see rejection, right? I've, I've seen that, and I've tried to share Jesus Christ, and, you know, there's been a few times the door is, you know, done with that. <laughs> uh, and, and, but God will bless you in your life. God will grow you in your Christian walk as you do that. Let me, let me ask you this, or just say this, just to finish up. And, and again, have you had those days where you just sat around and didn't do much? Okay, I'm not talking about COVID right now. I'm not, 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 not talking about, you know, having to stay home for these reasons. But, but there's been times in our lives where, uh, you know, we've just sat at home and it's just been one of those blah 
kind of days or even a block kind of weekend where we've just kind of sat home uh, and, and not done anything. And then on the other side of that uh, coin there, uh, how about those times that you decided to get up and accomplish something? Okay, you have one of those comeback days, right? That's what we're talking about. Come back tonight. Uh, a few weeks ago, we, my wife and I, we had John and Denise uh, call Tony over, over for a meal. And uh, uh, one of the doors, our interior doors right at the kitchen, it's, our, it's the, the door to our, our, uh, our uh, laundry area. Um, and, and one of the doors had a latch that was broken and the door just kind of fell open. It just, it wouldn't stay closed. And I thought, you know what, Chris is out at the supermarket and getting, getting some things and she's out for a little while. I said, Leah, I'm going to unscrew this little part right here. I don't know what it's called, but you and I, let's run to Home Depot real quick. And so we ran it over to Home Depot, and I'm looking around all over the place on, 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 uh, in the door area, door handles, door latches, all these different things. No idea what this thing was. Finally, I, uh, somebody came by, and, and it was a lady that worked there, and, and I said, do you, know, do you have any idea what this thing is called? Do you have any idea where I can find this thing? Let me teach you something. Ready? It's called a button latch. If you need any information about a button latch, I can help you. All right? Uh, it's called a button latch, and I figured it out, and, and we found the exact right part. We got home before Chris got home. We got the thing installed. I say installed because that sounds better than just screwed it in. Um, but we got it put in place, and, man, that was a comeback day. I was fired up because I got that thing fixed, and Chris came home and, and didn't even notice. No. <laughs> uh, but uh, it was a comeback day, and that was exciting uh, for, for me to be able to do and just kind of you know, and there's still some projects. There's a blind at home that I need to fix right now. Need to probably get one of those outdoor brooms to clean out the garage a little bit. Uh, but that was a comeback day. It was, it was a great day. And you know what? Sometimes we need to remember in our lives, and just to finish up, this idea that feelings follow obedience and not the other way around. Obedience does not follow feelings. Okay? You came to church tonight. Probably some of you were sitting at home uh, or laying at home on the couch or in bed, and you're like, okay, let me pull myself up out of the couch or the bed, and let me get myself over to church. So your feelings were not telling you, hey, go to church. That's not what your feelings were sharing with you t- this afternoon. But your obedience said, hey, I'm going to go to church because it's right. Uh, and so then hopefully after you've been here, you're feeling good about obeying and being here in church. So you think that you can, you can take that across a lot of different situations in your life, but feelings follow obedience. Obedience does not follow feelings. And, and, and really, let me finish with this. Your story is still being written. That sounds cliche, but listen, the only way that failure can get the last word in your life is if we choose to let it. We serve a God who is able to take our defeats and missteps and still use us to bring glory to his name. Whether you've been walking with him faithfully or you've had a few stumbles along the way, he's encouraging you to help build his kingdom. And so tonight, let's come back to him. Let's have that comeback tonight.